0: Okay, so going to learn the halachas, the law is about um, washing clothing on Shabbos. The um, laws of Shabbos are all based on what was done in order to create the mishkan. Whatever was done to uh, as part of the process of the building the mishkan, that's what we're forbidden to do on, on Shabbos. So one of the... Um, one of the uh, melachot that was done to in the mishkan was a melacha of malabin. how one, they they would they would um, take the wool uh, that was used in the construction of the tabernacle and they would have to wash it and bleach it and clean it so therefore it's also forbidden for us to clean our clothing on on Chavez. But that was the raw form that was just wool so so even though right so even though we're not we're, not, we're, we're uh using a um, we we're, we don't have to uh, we're not washing wool we're just washing a clothing which has gotten dirty. Still, that is also a tulda. It's an offshoot of the ab malacha of the of the principal malacha of of the, yeah. of malabin. And there's also this malacha of washing clothing has two components. One component is to uh, wash clothing, and the other is to squeeze the Liquid out of the clothing together with the dirt that got absorbed in the clothing, they're both considered a malabid. And there are, there are other issues with squeezing clothing. Uh, for example, um, let's say somebody wanted to uh, make Kiddush. And the Gemara brings always interesting examples, very far examples, because the one wants to isolate the variable, the one wants to discuss a specific issue. Therefore, we're going to f- discuss um, very far out examples in order to prove to, to discuss one specific issue. So, let's say you wanted to make kiddush, and you didn't have a full cup of wine, and you had your, and you had more wine in your shirt. So, you wanted to squeeze the wine out of your shirt. You can't say you're cleaning your clothing because wine doesn't clean your clothing. But you could say is that you were mefarik. You were trying to. Remove the wine from your clothing for the purpose of putting it into into the cup. So that is it. That's separating something good from something you don't. There's that's another malacha. There's a malacha. That's a good thing. There's, a, there's, there's two different malachas. There's three different malachas. There's four different malachas. There is a malacha of separating bad from good in the process of creating food. That's that's only separating bad from good. Then there is uh, the malacha of taking the wheat out of its husks, which is also, parallel to this, is also taking out, um, you have a, when you have an apple, or you, I'm sorry, more, more apropos, you have a lemon. You want to squeeze the lemon on top of a cup of tea. So you're taking the liquid out of the solid. That's not forbidden because of boire, of separating good from bad, you want the, because that's also considered, you want the, um, you want the liquid as well. So the issue there is called mefarik. It's similar to taking the uh, the the uh, stalks of the kernels of wheat out of their out of their stocks. So it's also because of mefarik. So in a similar way, so like extracting. extracting extracting that's my issue. Malachas is is extracting. So in a similar way, regarding washing clothing, when we say there's two components. One component is. To, to actually to soak the clothing, just like they soak the wool in, 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 in hot water. So in a similar way, to soak your clothing would be one issue. Another issue is to squeeze the clothing. But there when you're squeezing the clothing, specifically when your interest is, is to wash the clothing. So if you're squeezing water out of your clothing, so water is something which could be used to cleanse your clothing. But if you're squeezing wine out of your clothing, that wouldn't be the biblical prohibition of, of, um, of, of, of washing, not washing. But that would be under the the um, issue of mifarek of trying to take some liquid out of the shirt. And even though biblically it only, it's only forbidden if you actually wanted the wine, but rabbinically it would be forbidden for another reason because in all instances they made a decree of um, of taking um, something uh, extracting liquid out of out of clothing. But that's all. Um, it, it, that's all the comparison of, of extracting versus washing. Well, let's talk about washing for a second. Um, as I mentioned, there's two components. There's, there's soaking the clothing, and there is squeezing the clothing. And th- it's more significant, it's, more, con- it's a more of a weighty prohibition to squeeze the clothing than it is to to uh, wash the clothing. And even though they're both biblical prohibitions, but the reason why I say it's more weighty is because the chachamim, the sages made more decrees about the prohibition of squeezing, and they made many several things that to be forbidden, lest you forget and squeeze clothing. For example, if you are walking outside when it's raining, so there's no prohibition at all to keep your clothing on, when, when, even, even though it's raining, even though even though you're walking and it's and it's uh, you're carrying all this liquid with you. The, the sages, the Torah wasn't given to angels. And there's no prohibition of walking around with all that water. Even when you arrive home, you have no obligation to immediately remove the clothing from you. However, it is forbidden to hang up the clothing in a certain way, to hang up the clothing in a way that would look like that you're, you've just washed the clothing, and now you're hanging it out to dry, that will be forbidden because it, since you are, it, it's, it's first of all, it's not it looks like you are, would uh, you just wash your clothing? Of course, you have to hang it up in some way, but to hang it up, let's say, in the bathroom on a hanger, in a way that's obvi- that, that you would do, or in a clothesline, where it's obviously that's the, that's the usual thing that you would do when you wash clothing, that would be forbidden because of marasayin because it looks like you've, you've washed your clothing. In a similar way, once you hang it up anywhere, you're not allowed to move it from place to place. Why can't you move from place to place? Because there's a decree, if you move from place to place, you may end up squeezing it. So we see that the chachamim placed more weight on the, on the issue of, of, uh, of squeezing than the issue of getting your clothing wet. In fact, in many instances, you're allowed to get your clothing wet. The Gemara talks about walking in the water to, to uh, get a shoifa or something, that it's not, it's not such an issue. But let's talk about things which are more relevant. Let's talk about actually having a stain on your garment, and you want to remove it on Shabbos, which happens all the time. The question is, what could you do, and what can't you do? So let's first of all say the most basic thing. Even if it's on a small part of your garment... And and you're not allowed to take any liquid and put it on your garment to clean it. You're not allowed to even spit on your garment, even though this is not a necessarily a, a cleaning agent. Spit isn't such a great cleaning agent, um, as anyone who's been in the fourth grade and waiting for their uh, teacher, their their biography teacher, um, biology teacher to finish. Um. Anyways, but even though spit is not considered a cleaning agent, even though against it they're more dirty, still you're not allowed to put any liquid on your clothing on Shabbos, even spit to clean it. Number two, um, to soak your clothing in water is also forbidden. Not just you can't pour it on it to clean it, you also can not soak it in water as well. There's one exception, and that is an article of clothing made out of an animal hide. If it's made out of an animal hide, then it is permissible to soak it. Animal hide is, is unique, but even an animal hide, if it's made out of, out of leather, it's only for, permissible to soak it. It's not permissible to rub it. To rub it in water, it's forbidden. What about plastic or rubber? So plastic and rubber are the same status as leather. They're allowed to soak plastic or leather in, in uh, water. You're not allowed to rub them. Therefore, Or let's say you have clothing made out of paper. Recycled clothing made out of paper is the same status as, as, um, as, as leather. Which again, you're allowed to soak it. You're not allowed to rub it. What about your uh, glasses? Your glasses get dirty on Shabbos. So, you're, if the if your glasses are moist, you're allowed to um, to uh, move, you're allowed to uh, clean your glasses in the water. Um, Rabbi Green Glass Olave Shalom used to say that you're not allowed to take your clothing on your shirt. You take your shirt and to rub your glasses when they're wet because you're also putting. Cl- Putting water on your on your shirt as well, uh, but Rabbi Farkash uh, in his Sefer of uh, Shas Kalach he doesn't mention that that opinion, and he says you're allowed to to uh, uh, um, put water on your glasses. You're allowed to clean clean them. You're allowed to dry them. Of course, you have to be careful not to squeeze in a way that that you're going to cause something to um, to to uh, to drip out of your of whatever you're using to dry them. Um, you're also allowed to use a special Um, some people say there are those it's better not to but some people say you're allowed to also use a special cleaning agent for your glasses as well Um, and without any cleaning agent just use a one of those uh, what are those things called to use for glasses Uh, whatever one of those cleaning glasses you know what I'm talking about huh? microfiber microfiber thank you you're allowed to use microfiber to, to polish your glasses you're allowed to do that on Shabbos but if you want to use a special cleaning agent that's better not to but there are those which say that's okay. What about furniture? Furniture made out of, if it's a hard substance, there's no prohibition of washing, but it is permiss It is forbidden to shine something on Shabbos because it's It's no. It's no direct prohibition, but it's elusive de Shabbos. It's it's something which is disgraces Shabbos because it's something that uh, could be done in a forbidden way on on. Uh, and therefore, even though you're doing it a permissible way, it looks like you're doing something which is just done during the weekdays. Therefore, you do not want to polish anything on Shabbos. Um, whatever, whatever is permissible to do on Shabbos, but looks like it's forbidden, it's, it, it, the Chachamim said not to do it because it, 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 dishonors, it honors, dishonors the Shabbos. Okay. Um, contacts. So two kinds of contexts. There are soft contexts and there are hard contexts. So if it's hard contacts, you're allowed to soak them in water. You're also allowed to rub them. And if it's if it's soft, you're not allowed to use a cleaning agent, um, but you're allowed to put them into water. If you have a chair that has, it's a leather chair, or you have a tablecloth made out of plastic, you're allowed to, uh, pour water on it, but you're not allowed to scrub it. Uh, what about and just in general, um, important point is you're not allowed to wash, discuss this a few Shabbos ago, you're not allowed to wash dishes on Shabbos. You're not allowed to wash dishes on dishes on Shabbos because you don't the only the only reason you would wash dishes is is in order to prepare for after Shabbos. And you're not allowed to prepare on Shabbos for after Shabbos. There is an exception, and the exception to the rule is if you're if you you're allowed to soak dishes on Shabbos, if the dishes have not yet, uh, the, the dirt on the dishes haven't yet um, gotten, hasn't dried up and gotten crusty on the dishes. You want to prevent it from getting attached to the dishes. Then you're allowed to soak them on Shabbos. But if you're just putting them in water because you want to wash them, that's, that's forbidden because you're just preparing to wash them after Shabbos. It's not okay. In other words, you are allowed to do anything on Shabbos which is pertinent for now. If it's pertinent for later, it's not okay. So you're allowed to put the dishes in, into the liquid so that the, so that the dirt shouldn't get attached uh, to the dishes. But if it's already attached, you cannot soak them. However, another an ex- ex- exception to this rule would be, we're running along the same logic. If it's very, if there's if there's bugs going to come on these dishes because of all the dirt on the dishes, or because, or, or the or, or just something that has a bad odor. So that's something you need right now. You need right now to, to get away this foul order. You need right now to to um, to prevent the um, uh, the bugs from coming. So then you're allowed to put the dishes into the uh, into the into liquid, even if it's already uh, crusty, even if it's already gotten very strongly attached to it. And you're also even allowed to add a uh, a, a cleaning agent to the liquid. Um, we're not. are going to discuss tonight, today, of how to uh, when we have separating the various um, uh, dishes, the spoons and the forks and the knives and and how to drive them, dry them. That's not for today. But the only way you'll be allowed to wash dishes, dishes on Shabbos fully, is if you need them for the next meal. But when you wash them for the next meal, we're going to hopefully discuss one day um, how to um, how to deal with putting the spoons and forks and knives in their various compartments and and how to uh, dry the dishes. But not not for now. I just want to point out today that you can't usually wash dishes unless it's for the next meal or, as in, in, the, in the scenarios scenarios already mentioned, where there's a pertinent reason why you want to um, wash them right now. Um, okay, rubber gloves. You are allowed to... Uh, you're allowed to put them under water and, and, and to rub them against each other, but you're not allowed to to like, uh, you're allowed to put them under, under the water, but you're not allowed to like try to polish them, to, to, to scrub them carefully. Uh, what about a saskeh? How do you say a saskeh in, 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 in English? A suska, and we give a baby. What's it called? A, um, oh, a separate a uh, pacifier. Pacifier, thank you. I'm gonna hire this guy, this guy's great. So a pacifier. Um, you're allowed to wash a pacifier, but you're not allowed to scrub it, unless the baby needs it very badly, so then then there is room to be lenient. And if you, uh, in general, a baby who needs something is, has lachic status as someone who is sick, and therefore there are exceptions made in the case of a baby. Um, what if the baby has a, a, a plastic kind of bib? So you're allowed to put it under a stream of water, but you're not allowed to scrub it, um, if there is an adult who has a reason to, for some plastic, whatever reason, needs to wash it, 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 it depends on the exact need and what, what what the issue is. But for a baby, if he needs, he needs a plastic bib, so then you're allowed to wash it under water, you're not allowed to scrub it. Uh, shoes that have gotten dirty, you're not allowed, there's two parts of the shoe. There's a top of the shoe and there's a bottom of the shoe. The top of the shoe, you're not allowed to scrub it in water. Um... Some people are more lenient with shoes that do not absorb, but the custom is like, um well, the custom is to be machmer, to be strict, and not to um, not to wash off the top of your shoes that have gotten dirty. Uh, not uh, okay. So so even those those uh, shoes. That do not absorb water, um, you're not allowed to scrub them in in water. But the bottom of the shoe, if it's made out of plastic like Crocs, made out of rubber like Crocs, there's no prohibition of rubbing them. Uh, but if it's made out of leather, then it's better to be strict and not to rub them. You'll ha- you are, however, allowed to uh, soak. The, uh, that, that part of the shoe in, in water and to move it around and to put it under the stream of water. But you have to be careful also not to, if there's shoelaces, not to get the shoelaces uh, wet. You don't to soak the shoelaces. So, you're, so again, you're not, if your shoes have gotten dirty, you're not allowed to scrub them on water, but you're allowed to soak them. Uh, the, 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 um, the, but, but the uh, bottom part of the shoe um it depends uh what it's made out of. If it's made out of if it's if it's made out of uh, rubber, so there's no prohibition of washing the bottom part of the shoe, but with the top part of the shoe, there is a prohibition of scrubbing any 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 kind of shoe at all. Um but you allowed to again soak it and to uh, shake it around or to put it directly under the faucet, that's fine. If however the shoes are made out of of uh, out of material or out of suede, you're not to get them wet at all, as are all other clothing. Only this is only in, in regards to to clothing, uh, or, uh, shoes which are not which are not made out of material or not made out of suede. Then 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 it would be okay to to soak them. Uh, but again, be careful not to get the laces wet. Um, can you use a knife to clean off your shoe? Got something stuck on your shoe? Well, can you use a knife? So the problem with using a knife is if you use a knife to, to clean your shoe, it's going to be it's going to run into the prohibition of smoothing on Shabbos because there's going to be some part of the shoe which may get um, peeled off as well. Uh, without a knife, you're allowed to clean it, but uh, with, with the rubber, which rubber doesn't get, won't, the, the knife won't scrape anything off of the rubber, then that's permissible to use a knife to clean the rubber shoe. Uh, if some people have in front of their homes, they have a little metal bar there so that you could clean your shoes. So if to be careful again on Shabbos, you're not allowed to to uh, uh, use uh, just like you're not allowed to take a knife and and put it on your shoe to scrape off of the dirt. It's so too forbidden to you to wipe your shoe in a way that that may uh, cause part of the shoe to to a, a small, a tiny part of the shoe to get rubbed off, um, that would be pro- pro- prohibited to to put your sh- your shoe on this metal thing to, this metal kind of, I don't want to, you have another word for that? Yes, yeah, shoe scraper. A shoe scraper? Thank you. You're now, yeah, allowed to, okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll go for that. You're now allowed to put your shoe and scrape it on the shoe scraper. However, you are allowed to scrape it on the ground to the floor, but again, if you if it's a leather shoe, you have to be careful lest you um If you scrub it, if you if you rub it very very uh, very strongly against the floor, it's also going to scrape something off of the leather shoe, and therefore be a problem. But again, if it's a if it's a um, uh, rubber shoe, there will be no no issue at all, no prohibition at all. uh, Yeah. What if it's dog dog poop? You know. Yeah. It's like you know, people don't like to walk around with with that stuff on their feet? Yeah. Right. So there's like a more urgency it doesn't make any, any distinction about that, however um, it does say that if it's gotten dry, there's a problem because of grinding on Shabbos you have, you have dirt which has gotten very dry and you can start, start flicking it off There there is a problem of grinding um, what if there's just dust on your clothing dust in your clothing let it move with your hand or with a shemata, with a with material, with a, uh, um, you're also allowed to hit it, and to um, and to rub it, but n- you're not allowed to. Um, I'm sorry. This is to remove to remove dust from your shoes, you remove dust from your shoes specifically. You're allowed to use your, your hand or use use a, a a material, but you're not allowed to use a brush. Um, one more point I wanted to tell you, which is, oh, there's a concept of Bittal Klimei Chanei. Klime chane means you're not allowed to cause a certain item, which has a usage on Shabbos, to now be unusable. So let's say you have a um How do you say Shemata? a a Ashmatah means like a rag, a rag. So, it's a rag which is meant just to, as, a, as a cleaning thing. So then, um, so you are not what? Uh? Is that why they called it a wow Because it was a wow You know, wow is a it's a thing to wipe down. I'm sorry. What? It sham- ru- sham- or yeah, it was a it was a thing that you used to rub sham- stuff with. A chammy. A shammy sham- is, a, a is a, like a leather cloth. Uh, okay, okay. But it's not based on I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry, it's irrelevant. <laughs> you're doing great. You you woke us all up. that's good. Okay, so so you allowed to use a tissue or an a a, a designated rag you have to um, to, uh, to 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 wipe off something which is dirty. However, it's something which is usually which is usually used that which is not usually used as a rag. And you want to now use something which is more like, a, let's say, a towel or something, which is not usually used as a rag. And you want to now use this to clean off the, your shoes. So that, that may be an issue because you are now causing this towel to be unusable on Shabbos. And your towel is something which you usually wash. You might end up causing someone to want to wash the towel. And therefore, for that reason, um, the best thing to use is something which is a rag, which is, not, uh, which is designated to clean that, that you can use uh, when it's dry, to whatever has gotten, um, gotten, gotten dirty. Okay, that's what I wanted to share tonight. Any, any, any other questions? Yeah. You, so if you have dust, like on your kapata or something like that, you can brush it off? So we're discussing so far dust in your shoes. Mitzvah Shem will get the dust in your kapata next time, hopefully. Oh, <laughs> man. So it, it's The, the like, Shabbos is coming. I know. Dust in your kapata is, is, is not so simple. There's a lot of, lot of details about it's that. Fifty would go like, like that. You know? <laughs> right. Because dust
1: would be grinding on us. Mm, not because it's
0: grinding not because it's grinding the altar mentions an opinion which says that you have a brand new garment and you, you when you when you uh, remove the 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 dust from it the altar says that there's an opinion which says that that's exactly like malabin <laughs> the, not, not the yeah, not the the use the word malabin. Oh. It's like malabin okay. and since like malabin, which is which is cleaning it even though it's not we're not washing it, but it's it 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 changes the status of it in the similar way that washing it does. Before it was dusty, now it's clean. Mm-hmm. So, the other, so the question is what exactly the author is referring to. He's the expression he uses a brand new black garment. Mm-hmm. So so does that well so when we'll discuss it's next time details of that of that Allah mm-hmm. Good question. Uh, it's you can't like